Hey everybody, and welcome back to Boozy Bracketology, where we believe in strong drinks, strong opinions, and crowning champions. And really, that that uh, trifecta there is also, in a way, how many people become a couple. You get together, you have some strong drinks, you stare some strong opinions, and then if you like each other, you crown each other the champion, right? Was that a stretch? Probably a stretch. I've not, Leah never crowned me a champion in my life. Who are you kidding? <laughs> touche, touche. <laughs> There was a reason I tried to make that work and possibly fail, because for this two-episode segment, we are going to be discussing who is the best 21st century sitcom couple. That is a couple that was on a sitcom, and I assure you in at least one of these matchups, we are interpreting that extremely liberally, uh, and was uh, that sitcom took place primarily in the 21st century. Not took place, but aired primarily during the 21st century, so... We've got a lot of interesting matchups here. We're going to whittle them down until we crown a champion. But first, we're going to meet the three panelists who are making these decisions because heaven knows you don't want me to do this because I have barely watched any of these shows. So first up, we've got a boozy virgin here with us. Hey, what's up? I'm Karen. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the voice of Karen is the voice of somebody who somehow puts up with a frequent uh, correspondent to this particular show, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's that's my man. If you've if you've heard him arguing, it's that's my everyday life. So you know, oh. I'm very oh. used to it, and I have my own thoughts here today. I'm I'm sure you do. So, and given that you're <laughs> married to Tim, I'm certain that you're probably drinking something. Absolutely, I have tonight our supermarket's eight dollarist bottle of wine, <laughs> and it is a red blend, and that is about as in depth as I tend to go when I make my wine purchases. So it's <laughs> a good that's, one. That's completely understandable. Yeah, I, I'm very much the same way. Uh, my wife will be like, oh, this is a really good wine. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, if you say so, sure. Yep. It, it, it gets exactly. the job done. That's that's exactly right. Yeah, I, I don't have a refined enough palate when it comes to wine. I uh, pretty much will drink it all. Same. Next up, we have... Friend of the show, Katie Dye here with us. Katie, how are you doing tonight? And are you drinking anything fun? I'm doing well. Um, it's been a good week. So far, work has been calm this week, which now that I say that something's going to go crazy. But hey, that's okay. We're almost at the weekend. <laughs> um, I am currently 11 weeks into growing another human being. So I am not drinking anything super fun tonight. Um, I have a very sad caffeine-free Diet Coke. So not only is it a sad, just a soda, but there's not even any caffeine in it, which is a little depressing. Um, but maybe it'll still make a cool noise. We'll see. That's not bad. Like a, a champ. Diet Coke. <laughs> that, was, that was perfectly well done. Uh, first of all, congratulations. Thanks. Uh, second of all, yeah. Between the diet and the caffeine free, that is, yeah. Really struggling, but that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. But I, I'm impressed that you had. I don't think calm weeks in middle school come about very often. They don't. So I'll take it. <laughs> Absolutely, no complaints. And rounding out our panelists, last but, eh, yeah, not not least. Yeah, sure, we'll go with that. I mean, may, well, among this group of panelists, yeah, probably. But <laughs> I'm sure we could find a group of panelists where that wouldn't be true. I'm sorry, Only Chris, my friend. Only one where you're on it. <laughs> that is that is extremely true. How you doing, buddy? What you drinking? 
Oh man, so I'm I'm very happy that Katie's having a really um, easy week uh, because all that stress just came over into my job this week. So, oh yeah, I got myself a bottle. I grabbed this bottle on a whim. It's very rare that I'm going to say, "Hey, um, how much is that bottle?" And they say it's fifty dollars, and I say, "Yes, let's do that," without really you know, taking a whole lot of time to try it or anything like that. But I am not kidding you when I say this is a wonderful drink. It's straight on the ice, and it is a perfect dessert drink. It is called Tipplers. It is from the St. Petersburg or St. Pete Distillery right here, St. Petersburg, Florida. The only place you can buy this particular bottle is at the distillery or if you catch them at an event. I caught them at a third Friday in Safety Harbor, and they were giving out little samplers. I had one little taste. It was literally the size of about three drops, and I loved it. It is an orange liqueur. And the orange liqueur you can get around Tampa Bay, but this particular orange liqueur is mixed with their bourbon. Ooh. And it is wonderful. Really a wonderful drink. So cheers, y'all. That cheers. sounds absolutely fantastic. It checks in right at 70 proof, but I, I'm telling you, you miss this. If you mix this with some vanilla Coke or some diet caffeine free vanilla Coke, uh, it would probably be wonderful. If you mixed it with cream soda, you could call it a creamsicle. That's a better idea. That's a better <laughs> idea. All right. Cheers. Good no, for no, you, Mike. I, I, was just throw, <laughs> I was just throwing that out there because that's where I thought you were going with that. No, I, uh, I, I, I honestly wish I was smart enough to think about that. I'm like, no, vanilla Coke. <laughs> this would be great. Well, oh. I think that works, too. It works, too. But uh, so we've got we've got a uh, the full spectrum, I think, of or pretty close to the full spectrum of uh, alcohol featured on the uh, show tonight because I, as usual, am riding the beer train. This particular uh, beer seemed uh, fitting for a discussion about sitcom couples. It is called the Diamond Hold. And it's got a little pretty picture of a unicorn on it, which is why I picked it up because I thought my girls would enjoy the pretty picture of the unicorn uh, and hopefully not be inspired to drink the beverages a result of that pretty picture of a unicorn. Anyway, it is from Pipeworks Brewing Company, which is out of Chicago, Illinois. Small uh, six, town. Yep. It's a little small town up there in the frozen north. Uh, checks in at 6.1 alcohol by volume. It is a hazy pale ale with citra mosaic and cryo mosaic hops, which I'm assuming are mosaic hops that are frozen. Anyway, those are two of my favorite hops, and I've never had the uh, the cryo variety of the mosaic, but I'm about to try it. So, cheers. Oh yeah, that'll play. That'll play. And speaking of playing, we're gonna jump right into our game. Uh, so how the bracket is organized tonight, there's no seating, but uh, there are a lot of matchups of multiple couples within the same show. And then um, a couple of kind of wild card type of matchups. So we're just going to dive right into this. Uh, the very first matchup of the bracket is two couples from one of my favorite shows of all time, Scrubs. It's either going to be Dr. Cox and Jordan. Or Turk and Carla. No love for JD and Elliot, but that's okay. I think we can kind of understand that. Karen, take us away. Solid choice, not including <laughs> Elliot and JD. I Indeed. mean, pretty solid. I mean, I don't know. Between the two, Dr. Cox and Jordan are a little toxic for me. A little toxic, but like they 
very much love each other in their own way. But given that, I do have to go with Turk and Carla just because I feel like they've been strong from the beginning of the show to the end of the show. You're rooting for them. You love them. And I feel like a lot of times in the show, they are pointed to as the couple to strive towards. Like they're the example of love in the show. And they're just enjoyable. I mean, they're argumentative. They're fun, but they're sweet. It's going to be Turk and Carla for me. Turk and Carla pick up their first vote. Katie, what do you say? I think there was a big misstep here in not having Turk and JD have their own line. Um, I think they are the couple. Yes, they are the couple from this show. Um, But if I have to pick one of these, I, I feel a little contradictory because I um, sometimes I'm like, oh, I really like the will they won't they I like the Ross and Rachel of it. Like I'm really into that. And sometimes I'm just not. Sometimes I just want the the stable couple that once they get together, they're together and you get to just enjoy their relationship for the whole show. Um, and I think this is one of those cases that, yeah, I don't want to watch a toxic couple. I just want to watch Turk and Carla love each other the whole time. So um, I'm going to go with Turk and Carla as well. And Turk and Carla picking up the second vote. We'll be moving on. Chris, the Turk to my JD, what do you say on this one? That's high praise. I kind of thought of us more as a uh, Ross and Chandler, but we'll we'll work on it. We'll work on it. <laughs> Actually, more like Jerry and George. I think that's probably a better, a more apropos comparison. Well, let's see. I am short and balding, so yeah, that works. That checks. Yeah, but I got the stockiness. I'm tall and stocky. <laughs> You're short and balding. So, uh, listen. When it comes to this, Scrubs is one of my favorite shows. I love that show. It's an amazing sitcom. Yes, uh, Katie took my thunder there. Turk and JD probably should have been on here, but it's not a romantic relationship. It's just guy love. That's all this is. Guy love. He's mine. I'm his. There's nothing gay about it in our eyes. It's guy love between, between two, two guys. guys. <laughs> Revival of that episode starring you two. Oh, let's God. never try to harmonize again. <laughs> oh, if we're doing that, Mike's the one wearing blackface. I'm not doing it. Oh God. <laughs> hey, listen, so let me, let's get back to the point of the argument here though, because my one minute is almost up when it comes to what do I want in a TV couple? What do I want on a show? If, if I'm looking for just the genuine, like it's a sitcom, calm is in there. I want to laugh. It is 100% Dr. Cox and Jordan. They are uh, the, the, the chemistry between those two on screen, I think, is what led to Krista Miller having a larger part in the show as a whole. Their chemistry is amazing. But as a couple, they're toxic. But what I love about them is that they make it work. By the end of it, they make it work and they realize that they genuinely just want to be with each other. And I think there's a valuable lesson there. And I also think we talk about Turk and Carla as like, the, oh, they're the, the OTP from the beginning. Sorry, OTP for those who aren't aware, one true pair. See, Leah, I'm learning your lingo. But Turk and Carla, they had their ups and downs. There was a whole scene where Carla's mom got sick, and they had a massive fight. Uh, They had their ups and downs, but I think they showed that they weather it as a couple. Being that my opinion doesn't matter here, I think there is a lot of goodness and a lot that you can learn from the relationship between Dr. Cox and Jordan. If if my vote mattered, this would be a harder decision. But being that it doesn't, I'm throwing it to Dr. Cox and Jordan because it's more interesting television. But it's also it's 
there's a lot of evolution of those two characters. They genuinely change and their affection for each other seems very, very genuine and true. And that could be a lot just the chemistry between the two actors. So. And Dr. Cox and Jordan not going down without a fight, but Turk and Carla will be moving on into the next round. And we'll find out who they're going to be facing uh, between one of my favorite shows of all time to uh, matchups between uh, couples from two shows that combined I've seen zero episodes of. Again, this is why I'm not on the panel. Is it going to be from the television show Letterkenny, Wayne and Rosie, or from the Mindy Project, Mindy and Danny? We're starting this one off with Katie. Yeah, of all the shows on the bracket, I these are not the ones I've seen the most of. Um, I definitely have not watched the whole gamut of the show. Um, for me, I I love the relatability of Mindy so much, just as a character and as a woman, and just everything she is on that show. I just I love. I think she's hilarious. I also just kind of think Mindy Kaling is amazing on her own and can do no wrong. Um, and I, I, I just, I love Mindy and Danny's relationship. And that's kind of like the opposite of what I said before. I like the will they won't they on this one and the watching them figure out parenting and just, it's all very interesting. And I, I really like um, Mindy and Danny. So they're going to get my vote on this one. And Mindy and Danny picks up the first vote. Chris, what say you? Um, I say that I put this bracket together knowing very few people had actually seen Letterkenny. Um, it's it's got a huge cult following, but it's just it's not huge, huge. It's not going to be on CBS or anything like that. It's on Hulu. It's an import from Canada, but it's on here because like Wayne is the hero of the show. I mean, the guy wrote the show, he created the show, so of course he's going to make himself the hero. But like in the grand scheme of the ethics that this show puts forward, he is not only the hero, but he's a genuinely good dude. He has a code of ethics he lives by, and this guy doesn't waver from that code of ethics, despite the fact that when he dates women on the show, none of those relationships work out until you get to Rosie. Where the knock on this show is, is that this show is 100% all about the laughs. It's about absurd, hilarious comedy, um, and it's nice to see him and Rosie work it out, but there's no depth to the relationship short of, hey, he finally found someone who from this their their code of ethics matches him like she's just as faithful as he is. She is just as smart as he is, just as quippy as he is. But there's no depth to the relationship. You don't actually get to see it evolve. Hell, Mindy and Danny from season one, episode one, that chemistry was there. They're a fun couple to watch. I genuinely enjoyed it. I gave up a mini project after season two. I'll admit it. I don't think I ever actually saw them like get together. I think I saw them sleep together the first time. And then I heard they had a child. But the will they won't they had me like more than Ross and Rachel did, actually, because I didn't go into friends early enough. But no, I'm going Mindy and Danny. I actually think they have a lot of chemistry and I love Mindy Kaling. And that is a second vote for Mindy and Danny sending Wayne and Rosie home. But I do want to hear from Karen. Do we get this one right? I mean, I do agree that Mindy and Danny have amazing chemistry. They're so much fun to watch. But I'm going to be no better than a man in this case. And I just think Clark Bacco, who plays Rosie, is beautiful, gorgeous, stunning, elite, 10 out of 10. For that reason alone, and because my vote doesn't matter, I'm going to say Letterkenny does it for me. Can you get your husband to watch that show? All it does is trash it. Does he? (laughs) Yeah, he just trashes that show every time we talk about it. All right, we'll put that on the list. Here we go. 
yeah, Letterkenny's one of those I've been told many times that I need to watch and have just never gotten around to it. But it does get a token vote there towards the end, but Mindy and Danny will be moving on into the next round. For our next matchup, we've got a, a first of several three-way matchups. Get all your giggling out of the way now. He, he, he. Yes, I said that. Uh, this one is going to be a, between couples from the office. Now, here's how this is going to work since we have three panelists. If it is a one-to-one tie going into the third vote, you can only vote for one of the two that have already received votes. You can't, but you can talk for, about the third one uh, to your heart's content, but ultimately, uh, in order to break the tie, uh, you can't vote for that one. That's just how the cookie crumbles. So this one is going to be from The Office. Our three couples are Jim and Pam, Dwight and Angela, and Michael and Holly. And Chris, we're starting with you. All right, let's piss some people off. <laughs> let's. That's what we're here for. If this show ended two to three seasons prior, this is a no-brainer. It really is, because the Jim and Pam storyline is is iconic. The problem with it is that what happens in the next couple of seasons is the relationship gets tested. You see that it's not as strong as you want it to. And then you, you kind of go back and start examining, in my opinion, Jim's behavior in like the first two seasons where he's if he wasn't attractive, you would consider that behavior fucking creepy. You would. Look at Dwight and Angela, highly dysfunctional. Strong characters, very strong opinions. I love the characters, highly dysfunctional. Michael and Holly, highly dysfunctional. These are three very, very flawed couples. Where I'm getting to, though, is I think that you get to a point with Michael and Holly where you're just, they're just so genuinely like they feel like a glove. They feel like they really work well together. And you actually see Michael give up everything to go out and get Holly. You kind of see that with Jim when with athlete and he's he's willing to give it up. Then Pam ends up, hey, no, we're going to go to Philadelphia or wherever the hell they're starting. I don't even remember. But I just genuinely feel like Michael and Holly is a better couple. They're really weird people, but they're weird in the same way. And it's really cute when they're together. So I'm going Michael and Holly on this one. And uh, Katie's shaking her head already. So I'm just going to drink. <laughs> well, she Katie will be certain- last on this one. It's killing uh- me. well you never know how it's going to work out so you and you will get your chance to weigh in even if it's just screaming at the other two panelists uh and certainly screaming with at at chris is highly encouraged but that is one vote for michael and holly we'll head over to kara next chris 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 my man i agree 100 absolutely it is michael and holly for me i think jim is toxic jim is you're so right he's like looking at his behavior he's like like buying the house without pam's insight without her input like nothing he's just like anyway this is where we live anyway i took this job in philadelphia anyway i think i'm gonna quit and stay here after all like no 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 michael and holly chef's kiss beautiful wonderful dysfunctional yes because they're weird people but they're so cute together and i totally agree and that is a second vote for michael and holly and this this does not have uh seating as i said at the start of the episode but i i think it's fair to say that that would probably be an upset in most people's eyes when they looked at this particular uh three-way matchup here i got the sense that possibly katie you you have a different take on this one let's hear it 
Jim and Pam were on the final line of my bracket, so I'm struggling a little bit. Jim and Pam are the heart of the show. If Michael was my boss, I would have quit season one, episode two. And in those first few seasons, Michael is insufferable. And yes, you grow to love him, but you would not stick around to learn to love him if Jim and Pam are not there. And there is just nothing... How I Met Your Mother is not on this list. However, I'm going to pull the Dobbler-Dahmer theory from How I Met Your Mother. And yes, I understand that Jim's behavior is only cute because he's attractive, but I don't care. He is attractive and his behavior is attractive and I just love, love Jim. Um, And their banter is so cute. Their pranks on Dwight, I could go on and on. Jim and Pam perfectly capture like that feeling you get when you have a crush on someone at work. And I, I don't know. I just absolutely love Jim and Pam, obviously. Um, And I think in season eight and nine, when their relationship starts to get tested, like that's normal. And I think that the fact that they come through it, I, I like that representation of a couple going through something and not just breaking up like they always do on TV. So obviously my vote is for Jim and Pam, and I'm going to go cry about this for a while now. And Jim and Pam does get an emphatic vote, uh, but too little too late as Michael and Holly will be moving on. I'll be honest, this one would have been a tough one for me. The only the only clear immediate eliminator was uh, Dwight and Angela because, come on, what are y'all doing here? I, I'm <laughs> obsessed with the fact that no one mentioned Dwight and Angela at all. Yeah. <laughs> what about Aaron and second Jim? Okay, <laughs> no one talked about that at all. Aaron and Plop don't count. <laughs> Aaron and Andy's had more screen time together. Aaron and Andy, yes, there's so yeah. many iconic True. couples. I, I'm I'm actually a little, my mind's a little blown that How I Met Your Mother didn't make it onto this list. I yeah, just that might have to that. be one way to re- remedy in episode two. That's an oversight because the original bracket oh, did have and Marshall on it. Oh, maybe I just missed <gasps> that. Lillian Marshall. Okay, well, I'll bring back the Dobbler Dahmer theory then when we get there because that's important. <laughs> if I if I met, if I accidentally left it off, we will remedy that in episode two. I promise. And we'll be moving on to our next matchup. This is going to be uh, another matchup between two characters from two different television shows. The first one is going to be uh, Eleanor and Chidi from The Good Place. Going up against a television show that I guess was primarily in the 21st century, but I gave up on it in the 20th uh, from that 70s show, Eric and Donna. Uh, We're back at the top, starting off with Karen. I mean, I don't think there's really any way to compare the fact that Eleanor and Chidi found each other again and again and again, time after time throughout like multiple different scenarios and like restarts different dimensions or whatever. Like, I I don't even know how to classify it at the end there, but they, they found each other every single time. And that speech that Chidi gives Eleanor at the end when he's about to pass on, ugh gut-wrenching so sweet and like honestly haunts me to this day so without a doubt for sure Eleanor and Chidi Eleanor and Chidi pick up their first vote Katie you're next yeah this one's kind of a no-brainer um that 70s show is funny Eric and Donna eh okay um but 
Eleanor and Chidi is just such a beautiful story. And I think it came in a time where I was really in a rut of like, just bad TV show after bad TV show. And there was really nothing like great or new. And then I watched The Good Place and I was on maternity leave with one of my kids. And so I just watched all of it all at once. And it was just so beautiful and so original. And just, I love, like you said, Karen, like how they continue to find each other. I just thought it was so sweet. And I cried over the show. Yeah, I love Eleanor and Chidi. So that's an easy vote for me. And that is two correct decisions in a row. Is it time for an incorrect one from Chris? Eric and Donna. <laughs> Eric and Donna might be the worst couple in this bracket. I don't get the relationship short of they wanted these two to be together. They wanted it to work. Their chemistry isn't there from the beginning. He's so whiny and annoying. And like, I, I don't get it. I genuinely don't understand short of them saying, hey, you know, we've already paid this guy a lot of money to be on this show. He's already ingrained himself. Everyone's at his house going there, going to his house. We can't just kick him off the show after one season. So we got to have something for Topher Grace's character to do while we give all the funny lines to uh, one random piece of shit, Ashton Kutcher and Wilmer Valderrama. With that being said, yeah, we got this right. I've got a lot to say about Eleanor and Chidi, and I'm going to save that for another episode. But in this case, this isn't close. Has anyone seen that 90s show? I watched way? all of it, and I loved it. Did you? I've heard it was trash. It so. was so bad. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> I don't care. I loved it. Okay, everyone get your $8 bottle of wine and watch that 90s show, I guess. <laughs> to, Clearly, like, yeah. To take it's it. Terrible. The writing is atrocious. The filming is not good, but I don't care. I loved it. <laughs> All right. You heard it here first, folks. That 90s show is terrible. Go watch it. And we do have uh, our first sweep of the night uh, in what really, let's be honest, is a no brainer, uh, in my opinion, as well. Uh, Eleanor and she does take out Eric and Donna, and they will be heading out into the next round. And we will be heading on to our next matchup. Uh, this is a matchup of two couples from the television show Modern Family. And I would like to uh, be very thankful that um, we left out Jay and Gloria on this one. <laughs> uh, the two couples are going to be Mitch and Cam or Phil and Claire. And I believe we are at Katie starting first. This one was actually pretty tough for me. Um because I think I think Modern Family is so funny. I think the writing is great. Um, and I think both of these couples were written in a way where there's things to love and things to hate about them. I don't really feel super strongly like one of them is like insufferable and the other one's just the greatest. Um, and so for me, I think it comes down to, in this one, just who I enjoy watching more. Um, and I just absolutely love the writing and the banter and the jokes between Mitch and Cam. I just think they got the best content. They got the funniest bits that it's been coming up a lot on like my, my TikTok and my socials, but that scene where they take Lily to the Vietnamese restaurant and try to explain to her that it's her culture. I die every time. It is like one of the funniest things I've ever seen. 
And I just, yeah, their banter is just some of the best, I think, in terms of couples on sitcoms. So Mitch and Cam get my vote. Mitch and Cam coming away with their first vote. Let's hand it off to Chris with Dread. I've never seen Modern Family all the way through, and that's on me. Uh, it's a phenomenal sitcom. I actually do really enjoy it when I watch. I just never sat down to watch it all the way through. Um, and now I'm at a point in my life where there's a lot of competing television shows, and my time window is shrinking drastically. So um, I could give up podcasting and have more time to watch Modern Family, or I can name this off of the season and a half or so randomly parsed throughout the entire run of the show that I've seen. What I love about this show is that these are actually two very strong couples. Um, the The love is evident, and it's pretty clear why these two couples are there and why they work together. What's going to take it for me is this. It's that Phil and Claire, like, they actively seem to date each other. Like, throughout the show, they're going out and making it a purposeful spending purposeful time together. Like there's that scene where they're pretending they're strangers meeting at a bar. That scene is hilarious. There's the, there's the one scene. I love the season, the scene where Phil is devastated that Claire forgot about Valentine's day. And they're at this shitty little restaurant and she just pulls the wool off under his eyes. And like, it's there, like the spark is there. And it's brought out by the fact that Julie Bowen and Ty Burrell are phenomenal actors at the top of their game. Um, Julie Bowen from uh, Happy Gilmore, right? Is that, she's Happy Gilmore, right? Yeah, she's Happy the, Gilmore. Yep. Oh, that scene with the pictures. Oh, the beers, the beer pictures. Okay, moving on. And then Ty Burrell as the asshole from uh, Dawn of the Dead. Like they've come from drastically different areas to get here, but they're a great couple. And it's no disrespect to Mitch and Cam; they're wonderful. But I just like the fact that you actively see the other two not only work in their relationship, but genuinely try and date each other long term. I think that's a really cool thing to see. You don't see it that often on television. So, yeah, Phil and Claire get my vote. And we have a one to one tie that Karen is about to break. Oh, no. Yeah, the pressure's on, Karen. Is it going to be Mitch and Cam or is it going to be Phil and Claire? I, I. I like both these couples. I, I didn't watch Modern Family all the way through. I only watched it about five seasons, I think. But I don't think there's a wrong answer here. They're, they're both they're both great couples. They're both fun to watch. So Definitely uh, agree with what everybody has said. I mean, that show is so funny, so well-written. It's really, like, refreshing to see a sitcom that feels very real in terms of what families go through and how the families are at different points in their life. You know, you have... Mitch and Cam, who are raising a very young daughter that they've adopted. You have Phil and Claire, who are raising three children. And just based on the fact that I feel like I can relate more to Mitch and Cam because I'm also raising a very young child and like seeing the kinds of things that they go through, like the different hardships that come with having like a really, really young kid versus kids that are already like established that that's not my experience. So it's super funny. And I can kind of relate in terms of like looking back as a teenager and being like, oh, yeah, I was like that. <laughs> but, you know, from a parental perspective, I think for sure, Mitch and Cam, if I'm like half the parent that they are, even with the slips up slip ups that they have, like the Vietnam restaurant. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I love them. And I think they get my vote. And Mitch and Cam are going to pull this one out with a two to one victory. Uh, yeah, I think that the 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 youth of the of their child, uh, I think, definitely plays a role there uh, to what Chris was saying. 
I wonder if Phil and Claire were doing the whole, like, let's have the random meetup thing during the first several years of child rearing. <laughs> and by the way, Chris, they do that multiple times throughout the course of the run of the show. And it's hilarious. Every it's wonderful. It, it's that, it like a nickname, right? For I each was, other. I was trying I to remember. remember. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to look it up. I, I should have been a little more prepared, but yeah. It's it, super it, funny. It is great. But Mitch and Cam will be moving on. And we will be moving on to our next matchup to find out who they're going to be facing off against. Uh, will it be, and this is a show I'm not familiar with, so I'm going to sound slightly quizzical as I read this couple. From the television show Fleabag, will it be Fleabag and The Priest? Or from Entourage, will it be Turtle and Jamie Lynn? And Chris, uh, this one's up to you first. It'll be a cold day in hell before I give Entourage a vote for anything other than show I really liked for a while, then realized exactly how bad it was, not only quality-wise, but people-wise and culture-wise. That's the only way I could vote for Entourage. Uh, Turtle and Jamie Lynn, I guess they're the, the healthiest couple on the show. Because like all Vinny Chase does is get into really bad relationships based on his his uh, bedroom prowess and his fame, and all he does is manipulate women into feeling bad for him and then doing whatever the hell he wants to do. It's not a good show. I loved it when it came out, and I just feel nothing but shame about that fact now because it does not age well. Fleabag is freaking wonderful. If you haven't seen Fleabag, go do yourself a uh, favor. This isn't close. This is Fleabag and the Priest for me, and I'm sure Katie and Karen are going to wax more poetic than I could, but this is Fleabag. And Fleabag and the Priest pick up their first vote. Uh, well, Karen, he kind of set a high bar for you, but please, wax poetic. Well, I don't know about that, because I think both of those couples are, in their own way, kind of doomed, in a sense. Like, obviously, Entourage that show I don't have a lot of experience watching it it was never really my thing I have to admit um so by default I guess I have to go with Fleabag and the Priest but it, it hurts my heart a little bit because those two are just so like they can't ever really be at it like it's sweet because like in a way he's the only one in the entire show that gets her and so from that aspect it's really sweet and cute but I mean he's a priest you know it, it it can't ever really happen. And so it's sad and tragic. And the last scene with them where she says, I love you. And he says, it'll pass. Spoiler alert for those who haven't seen it. But oh, we've all been there. We've all been there and it hurts. But by default, I have to go with Fleabag and the Priest. And then sometimes you keep them on the podcast and invite them on to host a, uh, a couple sitcom bracket with you. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I love you too, Chris. Uh, honestly, just just that line makes me want makes me want to watch that show because that just sounds incredible uh, in a remarkably devastating way. Um, Fleabag and the Priest does pick up a second vote. Uh, they will be moving on to the next round. What do you think, Katie? Is that where your vote lays, or are you going another direction? No, a hundred percent. Fleabag and Priest is the right answer here. My sister went on and on to me about you need to watch Fleabag, you need to watch it. It's so good, and so naturally, I was like, oh my god, no, I no, I'm not gonna do it because she told me to. So, um, but then I sucked it up and watched it, and oh my god, it was so good. The 
everything about that show is fantastic. I, um, for me, just found the religious aspect part of it so funny. Um, as someone who like has my fair share of religious trauma crap of just like, oh my God, it was so funny. And bringing the religion into it in the way they did, even though it's what keeps them apart. I mean, it was just fantastic. I I loved how they used that as like a way to examine their relationship. And yeah, it was just really, really great. And yes, the the last scene with them is just a heartbreaker, but in such a good way. It's like a good cry. Um, so yeah, Fleabag and the Priest all the way. And Fleabag and the Priest complete the sweep. And we'll head on to the next round to face off against Mission Cam from Modern Family. And we're coming down to our final two matchups of the night. The first one is another three-way matchup from the television show Big Bang Theory. Is it going to be Sheldon and Amy? Howard and Bernadette? Or Penny and Leonard? Karen, you're up first. I hate it. I hate going (laughs) first on this. Um, look, I've watched the Big Bang Theory as most of us have, I'm sure. I, I I resisted it for a long time because I was a little bit resentful of like the way that they portray geekiness and and like being passionate about things. Like that's all geekiness really is, I guess. Um but like the way that they dress them and their social awkwardness of everybody, it just like kind of graded on me for a while. So really I have a, an underlying resentment for all of these couples just because <laughs> I, I hate, I, I, I just wish they could have been more, I guess. Like they go for the cheap humor, I think in like punching down at geeks a lot and especially punching down at the men, especially like of the show. So for me, I, I don't know. I mean, between the three, I guess the best one, ugh, it's so hard. Like they all have their own problems and they all have their own strengths. I'm going to go ahead and knock out Howard and Bernadette, I guess, like off the bat. I think that they're the worst, <laughs> like the actual worst. But between the two, I don't know, like... And I feel very manipulated, like Char, like what's his name, the guy who does that show and Chuck Two Lord. and a Half Men. Yeah, Chuck Lorre. Chuck Lorre. Lorre. He, he, his, the way that he structures shows is very manipulative, and I feel very manipulated into wanting to root for Penny and Leonard. So for rebellion's sake, I'm going to say Sheldon and Amy. <laughs> and Sheldon and Amy get a spite vote, I guess, for lack of a better way to put it. Uh, but they do pick up the first vote. A vote is a vote, no matter where it comes from. Katie, we're off to you next. Karen, you were nicer than I will be. The Big Bang Theory is a horrible show. It is awful. It is Thank you garbage. For saying that. I hate it. I hate every minute of it. For every reason you said and so many more, it's a terrible show. Um, so which of these couples is the least insufferable, I think, is my, you know, litmus test here. Um, Penny and Leonard? No, absolutely not. Horrible. Cannot watch them on my screen. Um, I, for as bad as it is, um, I, I was mildly happy when, Sheldon and Amy 
got married and and did their project together and they I that entertained me a little bit and that is probably the nicest thing I can say about the Big Bang Theory so Sheldon and Amy get a begrudging vote from me as well (laughs) and that is two begrudging votes for Sheldon and Amy but that doesn't matter if they're begrudging or not they will be moving on to the next round Chris I'm sure you have opinions let's hear them there's a lot to unpack here. Let's start with a couple of things. Uh, first and foremost, uh, I don't think our panelists have ever spent a serious amount of time in a comic book shop because the social weirdness, <laughs> y'all, it's pretty spot on. Uh, we talk about punching down on male characters. I mean, we punch down on them for being, I won't say they're nerds. They glorify their nerddom. I think actually this show did a lot to bring uh, comic books and comic book characters into the almost like the cool spectrum of what's out there. There's a reason you can walk into many different stores and buy Batman, Superman, the flash t-shirts. And it's not, those movies are insanely popular. It's because a lot of this, because this show popularized it. I also want to go ahead and just take a shot real quick here at Katie, because Katie, during the office matchup, you said that you guys are going to overlook character flaws because someone's very attractive. (laughs) Well, if you're going to get your Jim helper, I'm getting me some penny. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I Kayla stand Coco by it. Is freaking oh lordy um this this isn't close for me because y- y'all are wrong freaking sheldon's insufferable he is insufferable there is nothing redeeming about him other than the fact that he's smart and i guess he's okay lending people money without being a dick to them about money but he's a dick about literally everything else um uh, we probably should have had Raj and his dog on here is what we should have had. That would have been the clear winner. <laughs> they would have gotten uh, my vote. <laughs> uh, Howard and Bernadette. Howard's a little insufferable. Uh, I do take a little bit, I don't want to say offense, but a little umbrage with the fact that, oh, we're punching down on men. We're talking about four guys that literally at the top of their education fields. Like, they could afford to be taken down a peg. They're all easily four of the smartest characters we've probably ever seen on a, on a, a network sitcom. Uh, at this point, my vote doesn't matter, right? Right. Uh, yeah, Penny and Leonard, and um, uh, I should give Penny two votes and Leonard zero. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair enough. Penny and Leonard do pick up a vote, uh, and 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 honestly, that's fitting because if if memory serves, I believe Howard only had a master's degree. So, but it was uh, from MIT. Anyway, well, that's that's fair. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm sorry. My, I knew a guy who went to MIT and. So, you know, like the show show is pretty spot on. Yeah. Well, I think he spent some time in prison. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. (laughs) Off the rails, the show has gone. Yes, it did in a hurry. I'm sorry. That was just that was just where my brain went. Uh, It doesn't doesn't matter. Uh, (laughs) Sheldon and Amy will be moving on to the next round, uh, albeit begrudgingly. Uh, Let's see how begrudging this final matchup of tonight's episode is. It's another matchup between two couples from the same show. Uh, These are going to be the two couples from New Girl, two of the primary couples from New Girl. Will it be Nick and Jess or Schmidt and Cece? And Katie, you're starting this one off. Hmm. So I feel like I've had a couple unpopular opinions. Um, So I might as well end this with one more. I can't stand Jess. I find her annoying. I find her quirkiness 
not funny. I wouldn't want to live with her. I wouldn't want to move her into my apartment. I just don't like Jess. And for as adorable as Nick Miller is, I can't get over Jess. Um, Schmidt and Cece are very (laughs) um, complicated. But I do think deep down their love is just so real and oh that scene where Schmidt tells Cece that they're having a baby I sob every time it's so just like pure and beautiful um so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Schmidt and Cece on this one Schmidt and Cece picking up a first vote Chris we're heading to you next one of the themes that I think has emerged in this show is how we react to completely insufferable people. <laughs> the way, Katie, the way you feel about Jess is 100% the way I feel about Schmidt. No. I can't stand no. that smug bastard. I can't stand him. He's so cute. Okay, we're bringing looks back into this. Uh, <laughs> ooh, Jess or Cece then? Huh. Um that's oddly harder than I thought it would be. We're not going to go there. (laughs) The problem I have here is that like Jess and Schmidt have really good chemistry as comedians, but they are not a good couple. He's a man child. He is a man child. You got me cookie. Give you cookie. You mean Jess and Nick or you mean Jess and Nick? Well, Jess and Schmidt too. They're all they're Everyone in the show except for Cece is a man child or a (laughs) female child. Um, Yeah, I think. Katie is right. I think that Schmidt and Cece are the better couple. But I can't give Schmidt a vote. So instead, I'm giving two votes to Cece. All right. And uh, if I'm not very good at math, but I believe that is one vote for Schmidt and three votes for Cece. Uh, I think that's still enough to move Schmidt and Cece on, though. Uh, Karen, did we get this one right? Okay, look here. Look here, Chris. (laughs) Here's something you need to understand. (laughs) schmidt is a jerk yes i agree totally agree especially in the first few seasons but cc tones it down and it's totally like symbolized in in when they get married and he's like oh no i didn't i don't have a glass to break and they hand him the douchebag jar it's so sweet it's so cute that symbolism is peak amazing wonderful that show is great you're wrong about this and i will speak to your manager if I have to. She's sleeping right now. Uh, she'll be up about 4 30 <laughs> talk to her. For sure, it is Schmidt and Cece because, first of all, they're so sweet. They bring out the best in each other. They have the most organic character growth throughout the series because of each other more than any other character to me. And I also see myself as a little bit of a Nick Miller, and therefore uh, I can't vote for him. <laughs> due to some <laughs> own my own things that I need to resolve but he you know but Schmidt and Cece for sure and you've never been more wrong Chris <laughs> the message here girls is that you can change a man <laughs> yeah exactly you can change that man honey yeah, you can fix him <laughs> it worked I, so I, well for Pam it did <laughs> hey Chris, you 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 happen to you happen to know somebody who was a jerk for the first few seasons, and then a woman managed to tone him down a little bit, and he might be hosting this show. No, he's so. in jail now. 
Uh, but that is it uh, for the left side of our bracket, folks. Um, just a quick recap. We're going to have from Scrubs, the winning couple was Turk and Carla. They're going to be taking on Mindy and Danny from the Mindy Project. From the office, the winning couple in uh, what will perhaps be surprised to a lot of people was Michael and Holly. They'll be taking on Eleanor and Cheedy from The Good Place in the next round. For Modern Family, our winners were Mitch and Cam. They're going to be taking on Fleabag and the Priest from the f- television show Fleabag. And in our final matchup, the winners were Sheldon and Amy from The Big Bang Theory and Schmidt and Cece from New Girl. And that's going to do it for this episode. I hope you've enjoyed uh, running through the first half of the... the, 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 the. <laughs> This is this is only six point one percent alcohol by volume. I don't even know what I'm saying. Mike suddenly <laughs> realized he's talking to hundreds of people and got a little nervous. Yeah, I think that's exactly what happened for sure. <laughs> anyway, that's going to do it for us for this episode of Boozy Bracketology. Hey, uh, if you like what we're doing here, including the ways that I drunkenly stumble over my words sometimes, um, and you would like to contribute to the show, uh, Patreon.com/slash PTEBB. Uh, for Pub Trivia Experience, our sister podcast and Boozy Bracketology. We have several different levels of support. Uh, you get bonus content. You get all kinds of cool stuff. You get an opportunity to come on and be a panelist. It's great. Uh, hey, if you can't support us financially, totally understand. Um, but if you could just leave us a five-star rating, write us review, that'd be awesome. We're also very active on our Discord, ptebb.com slash Discord. We're probably a little too active. We try not to let our uh, bosses know about that. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly, Chris. Uh, but you know, they can't see you, right? I think they can. Ooh, okay. The paranoia is starting to kick in there, Chris. That, that, that was, yeah. <laughs> that was just alcohol, right? Uh, if you'd like to interact with us elsewhere on the socials, uh, the lounge for fans of pub trivia experience and, and boozy bracketology on Facebook, uh, we're on there as well. Uh, and we occasionally even post on our Twitter and Instagram at, at Boozy Brackets is on is Twitter because of the character limitations and Boozy Bracketology on Instagram. That is enough rambling from me for the Boozy Bracketology podcast. I have been Mike. Oh, I- I'm Karen. <laughs> I'm Katie. And I'm Chris. Have a good one, everybody. <laughs>